Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. On the Morning Drive on... Lubbock Sports Station, Double T, 97.3. Now I'm going to be self-conscious of that, but that's okay. Which part? Uh, saying the morning drive, saying Double T, 97.3, just everything. I'll be, but then I'll forget that I was self-conscious about it, and I'll, I'll go back to my usual um, crutches, probably. It's not a crutch. I mean, it's what you're supposed to do in radio. Yeah, it's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you're First supposed and last. To... That's every yes. time. First every time. Last. Every time. Okay. We we almost couldn't yeah. say it enough. Yeah. Every time? Every time. I was just I was looking for the every time. <laughs> you know, those, those just don't come randomly. Those are special. Those are saved for special times. Yeah, you're probably right about that. You're probably right about I just that. ran around doing it all the time. <laughs> Baseball season wouldn't, you know. Right. Be like, oh, I've been hearing that all year. <laughs> right. But we also need just, a, pe- a reason for people to listen to the morning drive right, on no. Double T 97. Right. No, you're, you're, you're exactly right about that. So if it was every time that Jamie said it, then people yeah. could just relax and yeah. they know they're going to come. But yeah. people aren't going to yeah. listen just for that. They surely don't listen to the baseball games. <laughs> uh, somebody brought this up off the uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line, and you can participate too. You go to the Double T ninety seven three mobile app for that. Uh, about a uh, the Yankee uh, Red Sox game over the weekend on Father's Day, a foul ball goes uh, into the stands, and this uh, this little boy uh, gets the ball from this guy named Mike. He's a fan. He gets the ball, and he hands the ball to uh, this kid named Charlie, the youngest of two boys. I don't know know how old Charlie is. He he looked to be about. Four or five. Yeah, young. And and Charlie takes the baseball, and it's a souvenir. It's Father's Day. Could have given it to his dad. But as his dad and his older brother Jack watch, Charlie throws the ball back onto the field. Just immediately grabs it and heaves it. <laughs> heaves it. Heaves, heaves it. it. Heaves it. And so everybody's like, oh, man, what are you doing here, Charlie? What's going on? Um and the, the Red Sox announcers were talking about it. And, but anyway, the good news is uh, Red Sox closer Kenley Jansen uh, and uh, got uh, autographed a baseball. Or they had an autographed baseball from him. And Red Sox, you know, fan support, you know, fan personnel. They came in and gave the young boy uh, a signed jersey and a ball from Kenley Jansen. And then later on, uh, the broadcasters, uh, one of the, the uh, I'm guessing, in the stadium reporter, um, Jemai Webster, uh, dropped off a couple of baseballs signed by the production crew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was the announcers. It says signed by the production crew. I'm, I'm going to guess I'm gonna guess maybe the announcers. I don't know if it was like the director or the camera operator or, you know, the statistician or if it was the, the actual announcers. How exciting. How, but, I mean, it's a couple of baseballs. So anyway, so did they throw those on the field too? No, to see the if they could continue to upgrade what they had gotten. The kid got taken care of. I mean, he's, he's like Jamie said, he's really young, and you know, he doesn't, you know, doesn't, he didn't know any better. He just takes the ball and heaves it. Okay, so have you watched the video? Yes. And what's the big noticeable thing? 
Why did this kid want to get rid of the baseball so bad? What's in his hand? Uh, I didn't notice what was in his hand. I didn't notice what was in his hand. He's got a phone in his hand. He does have a phone in his hand. And he just, the baseball got in the way of the phone. Just get rid of this thing. Get it away from me. Yeah, my my guess is he was probably playing a game because he probably told his dad, hey, give me give me your phone. Let me play a game on the phone. <laughs> so. I'm, I mean, I'm not, and this is, has nothing to do with the Red Sox part of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm not as entertained by it because he's like this baseball, this guy mm-hmm. who did the right thing, this good this, Red Sox fan, right. mm-hmm. got the ball and gave it to the kid. You know, like you're in the way of my game. Just got rid of, grabbed the ball and threw it. Gotcha. Okay. Less success. So, so we're going to go out of our way <laughs> to shower this kid with gifts. Mm-hmm. How about showering his brother, who probably would have loved to have had the ball? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure his brother got taken care of, too. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, the kid's the one who threw the wet ball away, so let's give him more stuff. I appreciate the Red Sox for trying to help out a situation. I did. Yeah, no, do, do the right thing. They did the They've right made thing. fans for life, yeah. all the above. Sure. But yeah. Took care of took the, care of dad there. But the other part of me says, you should be punished for stupid things. Yeah, but no, I mean, he's, he's, he didn't he, need to be punished. I, I don't know that he needed. His punishment was he threw his ball away. Well, well that's not, that's We're not kicking him out of the ballpark. That's self-inflicted. Okay, I don't well, think he needed to be punished. But. That's a little harsh there, Jeff. <clears throat> but you know how I have learned how to most of the things in my life the hard way no, by I paying hard but punishments. I mean, he's like, he's like four years old. I, I didn't start two years ago learning the hard way. Mm-hmm. This is a lifelong experience. Now, somebody says this. The best part of that was the, the kid throwing the ball back was how upset his older brother was. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's what I say. That's yeah. the one who. Yeah. That's the one who deserved to be mm-hmm. showered with gifts. I'm sure he was devastated. Yeah, and I'd say the but, father deserves more because he's holding both of those kids in. For, well, the oldest one from tears, trying to console them and saying it's going to be okay, it's all right. Mm-hmm. His dad being a dad on Father's Day. How about this? Um, did you see what the Atlanta Braves did yesterday? Yeah, that's a oops. Yeah, so Charlie Culberson gets designated for excitement for assignment. Um, it, they needed to bring up a catcher, I guess. Um, and in, in doing so, they basically cut a guy whose dad was going to throw out the first pitch on Father's Day. That's uh, part of the business, right? <laughs> I, guess, I, mean, I guess so, It's a bad right? deal. It's a bad deal. But so and instead, Braves can't, Braves can't make decisions based on who's set to sure. throw out the first pitch. Or, mm-hmm. you know, Bruce Bochy can't make decisions based on whose bobblehead is coming out <laughs> right, that yeah, night. Or, right. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. you would you would you would have thought though you would have thought though that that, that that there would have been a little common sense there with Josh Young bobble night bobblehead night and or Josh and Texas Tech and, again. I bet you Bruce Bochy had no clue. Yeah. I'll bet Either Bruce Bochy doesn't things. know what a bobblehead is. You know, it was Tech night, and he, he said to Josh, "Hey, why don't you why don't you take just a day off? Bad luck. That's bad luck." So instead. Uh, the father of Braves outfielder Michael Harris the second had the uh, first pitch duties, and then Harris rewards the Braves goes five for five. Yep, and uh, the Braves win. Could have been four, a Red Raider, fourteen to six. Another one of those guys that opted to say, mm, yep. "No, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that." Do you ever look at that and go, "Here's your all-star team of guys that were 
committed to the Red Raiders, but then got drafted and said, yeah. I don't know about all-star team, but I mean, I, I'm sure every every quality program across the country sure, could say the same this. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll see, but maybe based on what we talked about a few minutes ago, we'll see start seeing less of that. Maybe. Are you maybe? I mean, you had two guys drafted last year in the like the twelfth and thirteenth round that passed up on the money and came to play for the Red Raiders. I'm sh- and I'm sure, I'm sure for Coach Tadlock and his staff that that is a selling point of. I understand, that, and maybe they say to some of these kids, like if, if you're taken in the first couple of rounds, I mean, the money is just too much, right? Yeah, I would. I would. I would guess that they would suggest if they're taken in the first couple of rounds, they say go. Yeah. And take the money. But I mean, if you're taken in the, I don't know, eighth or ninth round, they're going to throw some money at you. But yeah, it just depends on all what's offered to them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I mean, you also kind of look at it and go, hey, your development can be exponentially advanced by sticking with us. It's sure. just probably hard if you're looking at that money and going, yeah, but I can buy a new car. Or I can live a little easier i don't have to go to school i don't have to yeah that's the part of it that you know you don't really think about but it's true with baseball players when you turn down that money and say no i'm not going to go to minor league baseball not only are you not making that money but now mom and dad are having to pay for you to go to college Mm -hmm. you're not you know full ride scholarship and you're good to go so not only are you not making money you're losing spending it yeah right it's it's, to go to go compete for a college team yeah it's a net net negative yes (laughs) yes it's a net negative so that's a that's a that's what we call a bad high jamie well (laughs) it's a bad high Mm -hmm. maybe nil will change some of that sure sure it's evolving this is the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction time for this day in sports history today is june the 19th 2023 it's a federal holiday juneteenth here is jeff mcguire with the stay in sports history we start off with the official marathon runner of the morning drive pavo murney 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 you're 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 so close i'm gonna give you credit for thank you 1924 he runs a world record 1500 meter In 3 minutes, 52.6 seconds. 50 minutes later, he sets the 5,000-meter world record at 1428.2. Also runs a world record 3-mile time, 14 minutes, uh, 2 seconds within the event in the Finnish Olympic Trials in Helsinki. Today marks the initial day we named him. The official morning drive marathon runner was that was that a year ago today? Well, it was probably two years ago today. Okay, this has been a long running routine, but it's the we've been doing this show for two years. Oh, it's it's more than that, but more I didn't know that. I didn't know we'd been doing <laughs> Pavo Pavo Nermi or Mermi or whatever his name is Nermi Nermi and you R M I the flying. Yeah, I, I knew fin. that it was a joke, Jimmy. I knew that both of you too. <laughs> 1943, the NFL's... This is actually one of my favorite things that happened in sports. Uh, The NFL's Philadelphia Eagles and Pittsburgh Steelers merge. It would be dissolved on December 5th. Why did they merge? Neither team had enough players to compete in the upcoming season because of World War II. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So the two teams in Pennsylvania got together that probably can't agree on anything. 
made a team to make it through the war. I like that idea. 1955, Mickey Mantle hits his career home run number 100. Speaking of home runs, in 1961, Roger Maris hits number 25. He'd have a few more. 1973, Pete Rose of the Cincinnati Reds and Willie Davis of the Los Angeles Dodgers both record their 2000th Major League career hit. Rose, a single in a 4 nothing win over the Giants. Davis got a home run in a 3 nothing win over the Braves. Hmm. He'd have a few more. He'd have a few more. Mm-hmm. Pete Rose would. Bo- well, both of them would have a sure few they more. Sure, they were. Their respective hits. Now, uh, 1974, Kansas City Royal pitcher Steve Busby throws his second career no-hitter, beats the Milwaukee Brewers 2 to nothing. 1985... Reggie Jackson hits his 513th home run to move into 10th place. Is he still in the top 10? I don't think he is. I do not know the answer I'd to have that. To, I top to 10 of home up. runs? Yeah. I feel like he's been edged out. I do too. 1999 in Buffalo, New York. The Dallas Stars edge the Buffalo Sabres 2-1 in triple overtime for a 4-2 series win Red Hall clinches the series with the infamous no-goal ruling. It is National Martini Day. I'm out. We know Jamie's out. I've never had one. I've only ever had one. It was okay, but it. I don't want to say I don't like them. Reggie Jackson is 14th on the list. He's actually behind Rafael Palmero. Wow, that was the name that 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 was the name that surprised me mm. in the in that top thirteen. Mm. Happy birthday, former Dallas Maverick Dirk Nowitzki, forty five today. Paula Abdul, sixty one, and Rangers starting pitcher Jacob Degrom is thirty five. And on this day in nineteen fifty three. Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, who were convicted of conspiring to pass U.S. atomic secrets to the Soviets, are executed at Sing Sing Prison in New York. Both refused to admit any wrongdoing and proclaimed their innocence right up to the time of their death by the electric chair. The Rosenbergs were the first U.S. citizens to be convicted and executed for espionage during peacetime, and their case remains controversial to this day. Julius was arrested for suspicion of espionage on June 17, 1950, and accused of heading a spying that passed top-secret information concerning the atomic bomb to the Soviet Union. Ethel was arrested two months later. They were implicated by David Greenglass, Ethel's youngest brother and a former Army sergeant and machinist at Los Alamos, the secret atomic bomb lab in New Mexico. Greenglass, who himself had confessed to providing nuclear secrets to the Soviets through an intermediary, testified against his sister and brother-in-law in in court. He served 10 years in prison. And that Mm. is this day in sports history. 6.50 this morning on the morning drive. It's uh, nice to have you with us. Take your thoughts and comments this morning on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. So here's your top 10, top 13 or so home run list. You've got Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth. We all know that. Then Albert Pujols is at number four. Alex Rodriguez at five. Willie Mays is still at number six. Ken Gurphy Jr. 
seventh, maybe a name that would surprise you, Jim Tomey, is eighth. Hmm. Yeah. That, that name would. He was pretty good for quite a stretch. Mm hmm. Had 612. I he's, think 300 of them came against the White Sox. He's, uh, th- he's three better than Sammy Sosa, who's ninth. And another guy who would probably surprise you in the top 10, Frank Robinson, is number 10. Mm, that does surprise and, me. And that, yeah. that, that's a surprising name. Uh, Mark McGuire is 11th. Harmon Killebrew is 12th. And then Rafael Permo, 13. Reggie Jackson, 14. And Manny Ramirez, 15 to round out the, the top 15. You've got you to get to 555 to be in the top 15. And, you know, it's as you kind of look down the line, see if anybody's active. And you, I mean, Nelson Cruz is 37th with 464. Um, I don't think he breaks five. He's got to be nearing the end of this. No, yeah, you're right. But, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just kind of shocking when you kind of look at the for all the home runs that have been, you know, hit, the length of the baseball career will prevent guys from getting to 500 or more. Mm-hmm. They just aren't playing. They just aren't playing as long, right? For various variety of reasons. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion is 53rd at 424. Uh, he and Cruz, Giancarlo Stanton is at 384. He's Tied for 67th. So, Evan Longoria is at uh, 340. So, I mean, it, it's kind of like the the 300-game winner uh, for pitchers. You know, you're just not going to you're not going to see that many mm-hmm. uh, crack the so top the 500. Longevity, longevity of the career mm-hmm. has changed. Yeah. yeah, and as far as Willie Davis, who got his 2,000th on this day, he'd only get 531 more. He wouldn't even get to 3,000. So that 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 was a little bit that was a little bit of a surprise to me that he did not get and I didn't think he did but that was the that was a little bit of a surprise. Um, I, saw, I saw this over the weekend and I thought I thought it was interesting. Uh, former Monterey coach Wayne Hutchinson, who Could he had? too too young to say he was retired, but had left coaching and maybe called it a retirement or le- and, and left even teaching is going back to his old school at Stanford uh, where he came he came to, to Monterey from Stanford uh, and he will be their new athletic director and head football coach uh, the uh, announcement coming over the weekend was approved by the school board he was here in Lubbock for eight years at Monterey but at Stanford um, they won two state championships in 2012 and 2013 uh, the superintendent says we're Extremely excited to have Coach Hutchinson take the reins for the Stanford Stanford athletic program. Brings a wealth of experience, energy, and enthusiasm to continue on a long history of winning tradition that he was a big part of. Mm-hmm. So that's hard, you know, when you've had success and you leave and then you go back. Because the expectation will be... To have that same kind of success. Yes, right. yes, yes, right. yes. So... Good luck to uh, to Coach Hutch. Yes, he was. I, I always enjoyed uh, my conversations with him, even though they were pretty brief. But I, I thought thought he represented uh, his school well. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Coffee, Mountain Dew, and Sports.
More coffee and do than sports, but it's there for sure. The Morning Drive on Double T 97.3. Hey, good morning. It is 7.15 this morning on the Morning Drive. Great to have you with us. Today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lynn, Jeff McGuire, and Chuck Hines. We'll have Astro Baseball tonight. They take on the New York Mets there in Houston. 6.40 the broadcast time, just after 7, first pitch. Rangers. Gross. Okay. Rangers and the White Sox uh, tonight at 6.30. We'll have balls and strikes at about 7.05. Go Rangers? No question. Okay. Yeah. Jeff? Yeah, because I need the White Sox to lose to get a better draft pick. Okay. <laughs> Unless Davis was pitching. Yeah. And he's not he's pitching not anytime pitching. soon. <laughs> then we'll have uh, College World Series baseball for you at 1240 today on 100.7, the score. All right. Just a uh, – what a mess of a situation that uh, West Virginia uh, was put in by their their basketball coach, Bob Huggins, on Friday night. Uh, charged with a DUI. Blew a .221, which is just absolutely ridiculous. He's lucky he didn't kill somebody. Um, it's It's sad. From the standpoint that um, how he's going out, um, maybe in, in some aspects not a surprise that he's uh, that he's going out because I think he was on his last leg anyway. Um, but at sixty nine, clearly he's got a problem, um, and and uh, you know he's not uh, West Virginia's problem anymore, but he's he's got a, a problem himself um, to to be. In that position, in that state, um, is just uh, it, like I said. It's he's incredibly lucky that somebody didn't get hurt or killed. Um, and so now uh, the search for them is on uh, for a new basketball coach, and it comes with a couple of different things. One, because of NCA rules, the current roster now has thirty days to decide if they want to stay. So, you know, there were there were some reports over the weekend that up to eight players could be leaving as of today. Seems completely fair. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. Because I mean, they they went there to go be coached by him and and his staff. Um, the the question, I guess, that uh, Ren Baker and and the people that are making this decision at West Virginia have to ask themselves is if we go internal. Uh, whether it's DeMar Johnson, who came on midseason last year. He's a former West Virginia player, but they had ousted for whatever reason Bob Huggins had. One of his longtime assistants last January, and they put in DeMar Johnson. Ron Everhart has been with him a long time. And then another player who came to him, uh, came with him from K-State, uh, I say player, coach, uh, Josh Ehlert, um, Ron Everhart would probably be the guy that they would the most tenured, but who has the best relationship with those players? And if you if you go that route, you know, do the players stay and do you want to even be in that spot or do you just go, okay, here's our opportunity to reboot the whole situation and we start over and knowing that we're probably going to lose half our roster. That's a tough call. That's a tough call because if you're just trying to put a Band-Aid on it, you keep the guy that you feel like can keep this current roster together Mm -hmm. or have the best chance to do it, even though you know that might not be the best thing for the long haul. 
but you get yourself into the situation where he does keep the large majority of the roster and things don't go that badly for you this year, you're going to have a hard time letting him go and bringing somebody else in, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I feel like, I guess I feel like you're better off thinking long-term and not short-term. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're That's a tough call though, if you're Ren Baker, here's your opportunity to do that. And, you know, and I was, I, I thought a little bit about this. I mean, on, on, on one hand, it, you probably were only going to have Bob Huggins this year, but I think the thought was is that you had this really super duper team that you had built through uh, NIL and you know pay for play and you know transfer portal and and really kind of felt like that this was going to be a, a team that could have a special year. He took two teams to Final Fours, one at Cincinnati and one at West Virginia. It's been some time uh, since he's even sniffed at a Final Four. Um, so I guess this this was this was going to be it. It was going to be a swan song. So just to, to, in some aspects, West Virginia gets to really put their program get it get it under control a year earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, with what Huggins did on sure. on Friday night. So yeah, in, in essence, he he kind of he kind of did them a favor by imploding because they get a chance to get control of their basketball program because let's face it he ran that basketball program and nobody was going to tell him what to do. Was well, the head coach? He's the head coach. But I'm open I mean there I think there was also probably some aspects of you know what you know what kind of structure did the current athletic director have I mean what was he going to be able to you know how much how much was he going to be able to actually direct it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just I guess that's that way a lot of places. Probably so, but I mean yeah. you'd, you'd like to at least if you're the guy in charge or the gal in charge, feel like you've got a, a little bit of an opportunity to have a little bit of direction. Sure. Um, so, so the other a couple of names that are out there. Um, one, and I didn't know this until this morning, but John Beeline, who coached at West Virginia previously and then left them to go to Michigan, where he had a lot of success, mm-hmm. then left Michigan to go to the Cleveland Cavaliers, where he didn't have any success. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the Big difference between coaching college players and NBA players. No doubt. But he, the problem with Beeline is he's a year older than Huggins. He's 70. But he would be a, he'd be a short-term fix. Sure. The question is, would, all this, would this, would this team stay? Because if this team's not going to stay together, then it makes no sense to bring in a guy like John Beeline. Yeah, the world of college basketball has changed since he left and the way business is done now, literal business. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, big time. The, here's here's and, the, and this is so strange that we're even still talking about him uh, here in June um, when you know you change coaches back in in March, but you got to throw the name Ben McCollum out there um, because McCollum worked for Ren Breaker at uh, Northwest Missouri State, um, three sixty five and eighty five. Over the last 14 years, he's only 42. He's won a couple of national championships at the Division II level and considered by many to be a guy that could be very capable of running a Division I program and somebody that everybody's talked about coming here, but yet, as far as I know, he's never been here. But yet, you hear those rumors of, well, he's already his kids are going to go to this school. Okay. <laughs> Not that, not that any coach is going to announce before they're announced as the head coach where their kids are going to go to school, is they're going to buy a house. But I mean, 
that's that's what you hear you know that that's what you hear and and the other thing is is that coming up july 1st you'll be able to add two additional coaches that will be coaching on the floor because right now uh coach grant mccaslin has not announced his full staff and when you look at the texastech.com site there's only two assistants plus the head coach so it's clear that they're they're either waiting for July 1st or they're waiting on, for whatever reason, people to make decisions or they've already made decisions, they've already made hires, they've already got all this stuff done and they're just waiting to make, make, an, make an announcement for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's really strange. But maybe this is just the way it is now. Yeah, I, it doesn't seem normal. feels mm-hmm. like we would have known the guys ahead of time, but it just seems like a different style by a different coach and he's got his reasons and so... I'm willing to just sit back and sure. wait. Now, if you're if you're Ben McCollum and you have a chance to go be a head coach and you have a good chance to go work for a guy that you kind of already know what he's about and how he does things, it it would seem to be an ideal situation, yeah, and right? Yeah, in the Big 12 and a Power and 5 And in the Big conference. 12, yeah, Power 5, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> sure they pay more in Morgantown than they do at Northwest Missouri State. The weather's a little different. You know, he's... I don't know. Was, and, I would guess it'd be colder there in West Virginia, but you know. <laughs> I'm sure it gets cold in Missouri too. Yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it gets a darker a little bit earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, so that that would, and of course, there's there well, they're in be different some... time zones, so that would factor into that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's well documented, right? That we've done, we've had that conversation before. <laughs> now, here's the other thing: is if there's players that are going to leave. You know, who does Coach McCaslin want off of that roster that he would love to have on his roster? Yeah, maybe. Maybe an opportunity to, to add to your roster. You got a couple extra scholarships just waiting to give to somebody. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right. So we get this from Red Raider Two Guns. Just dropped my son off at strength and conditioning. Everyone has water but him. <laughs> I'm sure the school will have water for him. I wonder, is that his fault? Is that your fault? Are you yeah. trying to toughen him up? What's? I mean, it's going to be 101 today. I'm sure they'll take care of Lots him. of people carrying water today. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, 725, Jamie's question of the day is next, and we'll uh, continue kind of this little thought here about West Virginia and how does that affect us, uh, or does it? Does it affect Texas Tech at all? The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. 7.30 this morning here on the Morning Drive. I meant to do this at uh, 7.15 because that's when he told me he starts listening. But I met a new Morning Drive listener. Uh, If you'll uh, give me the favor just to uh, give a shout out to Steve. Steve. Steve, who drives for City Bus. He's the faithful morning drive listener. Okay. And an all-day Double T97.3 listener. So, uh, okay. Thanks, Steve. So he, he tells me, gets gets behind the, the big wheel at 7, starts listening to us about 7.15. So uh, it was nice to, uh, to, nice to meet him the other day. Um, and I met some other uh, morning drive listeners as I was, we were at the uh, Windmill Museum as well. So... I'm out there, you know, doing my doing my best to, you know, extend the right hand of listenership and fellowship, spread the good word, Jamie. It's good. So, mm-hmm. it's 
when I maybe do best. Well, your uh, question of the day for Jeff, I, and our fine listening audience. All right, I'm going to warn you ahead of time that it's, uh, and for Steve. And for Steve, too, right? Okay. Uh, it's a difficult one, I think. Okay. <laughs> it's not super easy. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to tell you that you have the chance to change one play in the 2022-2023 athletic season. One play for Texas Tech. Mm. Last fall, last winter, this spring. You have a chance to change one play. Which play are you changing? Mm. And you can dream it up in your mind to change it to whatever you want. Okay. I gotta get I gotta get to uh to the game that I'm thinking about here. Jeff, does anything come to your immediate immediate mind? In years past, this is a much easier question to answer. Mm-hmm. Last year, the on the the first year, the last year with Matt Wells would be any of the onside kicks. Sure, that you could just take that one away. Um, football, I don't feel like you had any game that just really had one play as a difference. Okay, I'm a, I'm in agreement with you on that. Um, basketball, there were too many that one wouldn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. Like, oh look, we got one more win in a terrible, terrible season that I don't feel like it's worthy of this. And I don't really feel like there's one in basket baseball this past year that... Uh, okay, no, I take it back. I know exactly what... It would, it's not a play, it's a post-play. I would have our pitching staff shut up before we played Texas. <laughs> Just... And it's not exactly a play. Our pitching staff? Well, one specific. Okay. But, you know, I'm trying not to pick on one individual here. I think that's a great answer. <laughs> um, I do, too. That, that is a great answer. You that, went on a four-game losing streak after that and mm-hmm. could have really used that guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody just hush. Mm-hmm. Walk to the dugout. That and It's not really a play, but it's a post-play moment. Sure. That, that'd be the one thing I think I would change from this past year. Okay. Um, that would make the biggest difference. I, I'm I'm with Jeff. Nothing stood out to me from a um, a, a football standpoint, um, but something did stand out to me from a a basketball standpoint, and it was a women's basketball game. In uh, I think we had a chance to win uh, against Oklahoma State. We ended up losing ninety-two to eighty, but it was triple overtime. But I think you had a chance. You had the ball and chance to win with at the end of uh, the second regulation, or the second overtime. So I would have, because that game would have, I mean, it's not going to make a big difference, but I think if you win that game, it um, kind of helps you um, kind of moving forward, although the, you did win the next game at West against West Virginia in two overtimes and then lost uh, to Baylor. And Anyway, it would have given you another win. It wouldn't necessarily put you in the, NCAA tournament would have given you a little bit better seed, maybe in the Big Twelve. So, I'm going to say, I'm going to say that. Okay, so um, I've got two from football season, and I know both of these you lost by double digits, but um, I think they were game changing plays. Um, I can remember each and every one of us after the Kansas State game. Remember, you were down in that game. You fought back to get it tied. Mm-hmm. You had a field goal of about 40 yards mm-hmm. to give yourself the lead, mm-hmm. and uh, you uh, you hooked it. And I think every one of us on Monday said, that's where the game was lost. You lost your momentum on that play. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you were about to take a lead. Instead, you missed the field goal. They went down and scored. They took the lead back, got the momentum back, and you lost that game 37-28. to 28. So that would be one on my list that I would love to see what would happen if that was changed. Do we also discuss going forward on that as opposed to the kicking the field goal? I have, I do not I, remember I think, that. I, I, don't. I think we did that too. Okay. Um, November 5th against TCU. Give me the face mask penalty back. Mm-hmm. Um, you lose that game by 10, 34-24. Uh, that would have put them in third down and long, extremely long. Mm-hmm. Instead, the, the phantom face mask that mm-hmm. we all believed was a face mask, but when you saw it on TV, you realized it wasn't. Um, they went down and scored a touchdown on that drive. Should have been about to be your possession. Again, okay, you could have scored mm-hmm. on that drive. Instead, they scored a touchdown on that drive. You lose that game by 10, that's a game changer as far as I'm concerned. And remember, there were three or four in that game, the random calls that went against the Red Raiders that were game changers. That, to me, was the biggest one there. Okay? So that's my two from football season. In baseball season, I'll just take the fourth walk from Damian, Damian Bravo in the bottom of the ninth against Texas A&M. Just turn that into a ground ball back to the pitcher, and he tosses over to first, and the Red Raiders beat the Aggies. Okay, I don't care if it was just a non-conference game early in the season or not. It mm-hmm. was the Aggies. Sure. Yeah, we wouldn't have been able to talk about 16 innings, you know. I probably would have gotten more than 30 minutes of sleep the next day. <laughs> that would have been great. But you would have beat the Aggies. I don't right. care mm-hmm. <laughs> who you are. If you're a Red Raider, you enjoy saying every time you see an Aggie, how oh, we got them last time. Mm-hmm. Well, they got us. So just turn that last walk into a, you know, easy one-three put out over there at first. Yeah, we beat the Aggies in a one-run game. That'd have been awesome. That would have been a lot of fun. The face mask penalty. It's a, the phantom face mask. Is a good one. Except that in real time, all of us thought it was a face mask. Sure. Yeah. Like, so I don't, and that's why I, I can't be like, I, of all the, the bad penalties that have been it called. It could have been that, a real one. Yeah. It could have been 100% legit. But for this conversation, sure. it's like, what play would you change? The, the reason. So it, just change. I mean, it, that doesn't keep that from right, right. us wanting to change the little, play. Have that official be in just I'm, a little bit better position. Yeah. I'm to, not blaming it on the official. No, 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 no. I know. I mean, I even though you. he was wrong. Yeah. It, I'm trying to explain why I didn't think of it in this context because I don't think of it as like the end all be all of bad things that have happened to tech football this past year. That and you make a great point that it swung the momentum of that game completely. But it's also not like oh a hundred other penalties that I can think of that if I could change today mm-hmm. would have changed seasons for tech football. Or were just so outrageous that I, they shouldn't have been called. Okay, I'll go back to what I just said about the Aggies. I don't care. You would have beat TCU. Yeah. You would have beat an undefeated TCU team. You would have kept them out of the national championship game. That's right. Probably because they wouldn't have made the college football playoff. Yeah. You mean to tell me as a Red Raider fan, you wouldn't take that? You wouldn't have wanted to be the team that keeps sure. TCU Absolutely. out? No, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. So no, I don't I, care I, about momentum for the season or any of that. I love. I would have loved to have kept TCU out of the college football playoff, out of the college, out of the Big Twelve championship game. They the probably thing, still would have made it. Right? They but, probably still made that. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. They wouldn't have made the. the I would have loved for us to bend that team. I love all of your answers. I love Jeff's answer. I hate mine because yours were better. <laughs> I, but I'm still I don't know, girl. Getting that T hurt. 
that hurt that team a lot. That's mm-hmm. not a terrible answer. Mm-hmm. And you were there live and in person. Mm-hmm. And you got to see how much it affected yeah. the team. And I would have loved to have. But they bounced back the next the next game and won in double overtime against West Virginia. Just would have loved to have beaten Oklahoma State. That was really important to to Coach Gerlich's daughter, Bryn, because, and, and to the whole Ooh. team. There's a good one off the chat line. Change the track relay team. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, and and actually, that's another call that didn't go your way. It was just it was a it was a blown call by the by the official. And there's a couple others we'll get to as well. Um, I really like the the K State answer though that Jamie gave as well. So. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Without without a doubt, we give it our best effort some mornings. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to, try to do what we can uh, this morning. Uh, throughout the day today as well, hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to DoubleT973.com for that or the mobile app. The mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, Bobby Hot Dogs writes in with an example of hoodwink. He says the Dodgers today acquired right-handed reliever Josh Fields from the Astros in exchange for minor league first baseman Jordan Alvarez. <laughs> Somebody got hoodwinked. Mm-hmm. So they, they're not going to trade well, Josh Fields to the Texas Rangers. There's stories like that all over the place. Yeah. I don't think Josh Fields was the, I think Alvarez was the key there. Yeah. The Rangers don't want Josh Fields. Yeah. They don't want. They'll take Jordan Alvarez. Okay. Well. They, he's not going to fix their bullpen problems, right, but right. he'd be good left-handed yeah. DH or corner outfielder or something. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to play first base for low either, but okay. he'd be a great DH. Um, this, personally, I think there's a whole lot of players more deserving than David Freeze, but that's probably a good question for the station's resident Cardinal fan, Dr. Mike Gustafson. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah I, w- I would I'm, agree with that totally, but if the organization says we want you in there. It was a, and it was a fan vote kind of thing. And, and let me get the, let me pull up the whole deal mm-hmm. here. So mm-hmm. the, it was, it, it was not just, it's not just the organization. Um, I think there was a fan vote that was involved in that as well. Um, but the, what he didn't do is he didn't say that at the beginning, hey, I don't, I don't want to do this. Um, uh, let's see. He said, this is something I've given an extreme amount of thought to humbly even before uh, the voting process began. I'm aware of the impact I had helping the team bring great memories to the city I grew up in, including the 11th championship. I feel strongly about my decision. I understand how people might feel about this. I get it. I'll wear it. Thank you for always being there for me, and I'm excited to be around the Cardinals as we move forward. He was the World Series MVP, the NLS, NLCS MVP as well. I think what he is saying is respect out of other players that Mm -hmm. he feels like deserve to be in in front of him. He had a great run in that postseason and Mm -hmm. helped them win a World Series, but he feels like long-tenured players who Mm -hmm. were, you know, better for them in the long run are more deserving of it, and he doesn't want to jump in front of them. That, that's what it feels like sure. to me. Yeah, I, I, you can't criticize. I, no, I mean, I'm, not criti- criticize. I'm not being critical of it at it's, all. That's crazy. That I mean, yeah. boy, in today's world, for somebody to 
to accept a great honor like that that I'm sure he's honored to receive, mm-hmm. but at the same time he feels like I'm disrespecting others by jumping in front of them, even though nobody would blame that on him. It's others that voted for it for and voted for him, right? Yeah. Um, there's not many people in this world that would do that, um, right? No, not at all. Jose yeah. Aquindo and uh, Max Lanier will also will now be inducted into the Cardinals Hall of Fame on August the 20th. What's curious to me who's, is who's, that... Who's Max Lanier? I think he's a guy from a long time ago. Never heard of him. Jose Okendo was never a great player either. What did Jose Okendo do? He just <laughs> played for them a long time. He didn't, he didn't help them win the 2011 World Series when they were down to their last strike. Let's get it correct. Well, Not down to their last out, down to their last strike. Well, both are correct. Yeah, I know, but strike... I can still see Nolan Ryan standing up there. Probably looked at his wife, said, you got all your stuff? And that was it. It's the jinx. <laughs> it wasn't you? You didn't jinx it somehow? Mm-mm. I don't think okay. so. What, what I'm was curious, Sneed getting ready to run through the streets naked or yeah, something? Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, he, I think he'd stripped down to his skivvies. <laughs> of course, you know, this neighborhood doesn't have any street lights, so, I mean... You know, it's easier to do. <laughs> okay. I thought about it, but I mean, there's a lot of street lights on mine. Okay, so yeah, I'm not thinking about that anymore. <laughs> Why um, would you do it? You're not even a Rangers fan. I'm You're a, a Royals fan. fan. I know, but I mean, I'm a fan. I was always, always, always. No, always, but stop always. looking for excuses to take your clothes off in public. Okay, nobody <laughs> wants to see I, that. I, I, and I, don't I, put it on Facebook anymore either. I didn't. I didn't put anything on Facebook. Like that. Well, you did before. Not, not, not like mowing the lawn with your shirt off. What's, what's wrong with mowing the lawn with my shirt off? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it until you put it on Facebook. It was raining. <laughs> oh, so that makes it better. I want to get my shirt wet. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> I would just like to state for the record, I was trying to avoid that where, conversation. Where is the person on the other side of the ropes that I tap out to? <laughs> well, um, tap out to? I could tap out for Clint. Something that we haven't thought of mm-hmm. for a play to change from last year. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Just, yeah, we're, we're supposed to get to that. No, that's fine. I'm yeah. desperately trying not to think of a rain story. Um, Bryce Ramirez getting hurt. In the first quarter against North Carolina State. 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 I'm sorry, North Carolina State. Change that play in the first quarter. Maybe your second quarter isn't as disastrous because everybody's, you know, reacting to how gruesome that injury was. You've got him for the majority of the season as opposed to what's going to come up. That was his next first week. start, though. It's right. Not, I mean, it's but, not like. I just wanted, would like to change that for the for the, for the good for of that young man, yeah, yeah. man. all that he's been through. Gosh. Five different places, and yeah. he has to have multiple surgeries. I did have one thought early on um, about that game. Early on in that game, you remember? I think on the first play of the game, uh, they threw a deep pass to somebody, and they dropped it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the first play of the game, and. Oh. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, probably about 30 yards down the field. Mm-hmm. And it should have been a catch, and it that could have been a 75-yard touchdown. Am I just re- dreaming that? I can't remember no, who it I was. Think, it feels think, like it was a smaller receiver that couldn't pull it in. Or maybe the pass was just a little off. I can't remember. Anyway, I mean, score because you remember that place, it got 
man, it just felt like an atmosphere. Loud. Yeah, and you score on that first play mm-hmm. and quiet that crowd down and give your uh, team, your sideline, some confidence. Maybe that game is a little bit different because mm-hmm. it never felt like you were ever in that game to me. Even though you didn't get blown out, yeah. I, but I, you make make that play and score six on the first play of the game, and that probably changes the attitude there. Yeah, you just never you, you never know, right? You never know what yeah. how things are going. But but I like your answer, Jeff, just because I, I like Bryce Ramirez not to have to have gone through what he's gone mm-hmm. through over the last however many months, nine months or so. Man, you got plenty of sleep this weekend. You've been really astute today. You too, Jamie. Both of you guys have been very, very, very astute. Yeah, no. Jamie asked the question almost an hour ago. It took me that long to get to Bryce Ramirez. I don't know that I'm that sharp. Um, Tech on their own 25. Donovan Smith, uh, incomplete pass, short right to Trey Cleveland. Yeah. And it was about, I was past midfield. It feels like it was to about the 40 or so. Mm -hmm. 45-ish, somewhere there. And he just couldn't haul it in. Yeah, couldn't uh, just a near miss. Yeah, because then you went, uh, you went to Taj Brooks. Then you went to, uh, then you had an incom- incomplete pass uh, on third and nine to X. Xavier White. I just did that just so he would look at me like that. <laughs> then you had to punt. <laughs> <laughs> Am I known for being annoyed by that? Uh, no, just the yeah. just the whole, just the immediate. No, I don't know about being annoyed by X. Just okay. of all the nicknames on campus, so that's the one that makes the most sense for the player. That's obvious. Yeah. 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 Like I have a hard time remembering who Rabbit is or whatever, but X was pretty obvious. <laughs> pretty obvious, right? <laughs> well, Rabbit is uh, Dadrian Taylor Demerson. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know that. I know who Muddy was too. Right. Yeah. Right. Do you know who? Exxon is. I do know Cameron <laughs> Valdez is. I wonder if um, that's going to get. I, we need to f- have a follow up with Coach McGuire on that to see if that's. that's no, been we approved. really don't. Yeah, feels like at that point you're you're in, in the desperation begging stage. Mm. If you're asking again, no. yeah. If it comes up, if it comes up, hey, yeah. what about uh, what about Valdez? Oh, Exxon, yeah. At that point, I'll say, okay, power of the morning drive. Wow. It would be the first time ever. It would be the first time ever that you would would say that. But I'm not holding my breath. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.